All right, welcome to the Dean Bodie podcast. How's everybody doing out there? Everything's good. Um, and remember, Dean Bodie podcast. Wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the platforms, and um, hope you're enjoying these uh, co the content that we're bringing you. And we're having a lot of fun doing this. Remember, Dean Bodie Show YouTube channel. Um, D-E-A-N-B-O-D-I space show. It'll pop up. And that's our, uh, we usually do a video uh, short, like introduction earlier in the day, kind of like a little teaser trailer to set up the podcast. That's the format for now. And you don't like it, get your own show. Right, Emerald Lagasse? You season both sides. Why? So both sides taste good. Dan, 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 dan. Dean and Bodie show. So I had a great family video yesterday um, with the, uh, what do you call it? The messenger group call. Kind of like um, a Skype or kind of um, the Zoom, whatever they're doing there. But different. It works out better. We tried this other weird app and nobody could hear anybody. So I went to the messenger. Shout out to Logan, my nephew, who figured this out. That's the best way. The one that works is the best way. And we had a great connection. And, uh, you know, remember family. All right? We don't live forever. Keep the ties. Keep whatever. When you don't feel like doing it, do it anyway. And uh, shout out to again to my, uh, my nephew Logan because he's going to uh, have one of the leading roles in the play Chicago in the school. He does the martial arts, he does the ice skating, he does the somersaults, he does the weapons. And oh, by the way, Bodie and, Bodhi's Japanese, all right? Bodie's 90% of the Dean Bodie show. I'm 10% and I live in Bodie's house. Boom. Bodie is the greatest. And we have our own little martial arts that we do over here. She's Japanese. She was born a black belt. Shiba Kung Fu. I do what you call crouching lizard, okay? A crouching lizard with a little bit of Kung Fu, not the panda, but we do the tree frog. The Kung Fu tree frog and the crouching lizard. Let me demonstrate. Now what you want to do is you're kind of like thrusting up and down. You pull, you this, arm up, do a little waft into the perpetrator's face. Bow, because they're passed out and done. Whammo! Try that next time. So, you know, a lot going on over here with family stuff. And shout out to big brother David and Paula and Maury, brother from another mother. Matthew had a birthday yesterday. I believe I sang the birthday song. Uh, the best of my ability. And, uh, you know, that's how it goes. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight, afternoon delight. That's a little sing-along. And uh, so today, I wanted to get into a little more of the story. Yesterday, I tapped into um, the anxiety, depression, depersonalization, derealization that I've dealt with for over 25 years. And I want to just take you on a little road trip. We're going to break this up into pieces because... You know, it's pretty intense, and I want to be here for you. If you are dealing with that, especially in the world we live in now, let me get a little situated here, because we know how to deal with it, right? 
And once you kind of recognize what's going on, you cope a little bit better, right? We're here going to help each other out, and we get knowledge from experiences. And that's, you know, who you learn from the most. You've gone through it 100 times. I have personally, over 25 years, probably have gone through it thousands of times. It got to the point where I would go out, I would wake up, and it wouldn't be the day after with the hangover, but the one after that is when um, the visual haziness would hit me. And I got it to so precise that I would be counting the days how long it took. I would map this for years. I would be playing this kind of equation uh, to cope, to see how much I had to go. Some would last 14 days, some 30 days, some down to seven. And I tell you, I look forward to the ones that were seven. But when you don't really know, you're like, is this going to be a seven-day one? Or is this going to be a 30-day? Or did I really screw up again? And am I going to go on another almost three-year run of the visual haziness? Because you're figuring it out. You don't really know how to handle it. At the same time, you're in denial. You don't want to think anything's wrong. You want to be able to quote-unquote, go out, be normal, socialize, you know, single-life kind of thing and not have to deal with this craziness, you know? So it's really a wild ride. And depersonalization and derealization is no joke. It's kind of that out-of-body experience. It's that dream state feeling all the time. And I dealt with the initial one almost three years and it's like, like I say, putting like a piece of saran wrap in front of your face is a really great way to explain it. Now, with me, at times when it was really bad, it's like putting three layers of saran wrap in front of your face. And that's when you're kind of like, God, are people looking at me weird? Um, can, can I really communicate with this level of thickness, of haziness? It's brutal. But, you know... After going through it for so long and so many thousands of episodes, some worse than others, going through all the specialists and all the doctors and all of the MRI of the brain and the eye, ear, nose, and throat specialists and the holistic doctors are all across the board. Nobody found anything. Nothing changed it. Even a serious cleanse. Um, where I lost a ton of weight and cleansed out as much as you can cleanse out. Glucose tolerance tests and all of these things Um, because I wanted to find the answers. And sometimes the answer is just between your ears and you have to learn how to just grind, keep living your life like normal, and that fight-or-flight mechanism, like that cogwheel that's stuck, will unlock. How long is it going to take? It takes how long it takes. You know, that's the real answer. You're not going to have the perfect formula. Most people want these perfect formulas. How long is it going to take to heal? How long am I going to be diabetic? How long am I going to have to live like this? Do I have to give up all my favorite foods all for how long? You know, these are the uh, things that we don't have all the answers to. But know when you put your body in the proper environment... Clean eating, stay away from the booze and stay away from the drugs, you know, and all of that across the board, all the sugary stuff, all the cranking up the caffeine and the energy drinks and all that. 
and you might be looking for that patch-up formula to get you back on track because when you have that moment of like, let's say when you're depressed, the mood is way down. It's like you flip the breaker switch off. The lights are very dim, you know, and you're looking for that energy boost because you don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like leaving the house. You don't feel like going anywhere, socializing or nothing, and you can get stuck. I've been stuck in the house where this is before you can order Uber Eats or whatever. I'm like, I got to get myself out of here so I can go get a sandwich or do a little bit of shopping or something. Otherwise, I'm going to be in big trouble. And I got to that point where you're walking out, you're just afraid of, uh, of the whole environment, but you plow through it somehow. And, you know, and I bet you there's levels that were way worse than mine and levels that are not so bad and all the in-betweens. But the mechanism is basically the same and how you handle it is basically the same. So don't get focused on how long it's going to take, but putting your body in an environment so it can heal. Stay away from all the poisons and eat clean, you know, and and get your body dialed in uh, because that chemistry needs to balance out. The um, that cogwheel needs to unlock. That fight or flight needs to unlock. So along with the cleanness of your day to day and living your life as normal, going to work, hitting the gym, whatever, and not giving it too much energy, it will come together, and then the breaker switch will go back on. The cogwheel will unlock, and that body chemistry will balance, so you can be like, "Wow, it took a year." But it's gone. What does that mean? Does that doesn't mean like the next one's going to take a year. It means that you know how to handle it now, and it's going to you'll be able to fix itself. You'll be able to fix the situation by doing the same thing again, and it will shorten the duration of it each time. And you'll map it out however you have to map it out. So hoping this helps. But I wanted to take you on a little bit of a road trip. When I was going back to school, when I had my nervous breakdown, searching for the answers, the road trip was wild. I had a friend of mine, Tomcat, at the time. We were roommates. And um, I didn't even want to talk to him about it. And he came out to, uh, to go to Georgia with me from Florida so I could re-register for school, get myself back on track. And I didn't even like bring it up, really, because I didn't want to act like Things were not going well. I wanted to try to enjoy myself and all, but it was pretty brutal keeping that under wraps. Um, We went through the process. I did get re-registered. We went back to Florida, and uh, then I planned my life all over again and made that road trip back. And let me tell you, going back to school, getting involved in that with that situation and that visual haziness, that depersonalization, derealization – Uh, And the anxiety and the depression, it really kept me busy. Um, But still, that it hung on for over two years, even with all that going on. That's how intense this is. All right. And I'm here to tell you, you're going to be fine. Keep grinding through it. Keep your body in an environment so it can fix itself. I had to learn that the hard way. Um, No patch up care with the booze and all that. It's not going to get you down the road. You might feel a little bit better temporarily, but not recommend no recommendation here with that. As far as what I've been through, I've tried all of the other and the patch up care because you want to be normal and you think you need to go out with your friends and all this other stuff. Just focus on yourself. 
focus on getting your body balanced out because the main objective needs to be you need to know how to figure it out so you can fix it and you can put your life back into perspective. Otherwise, you don't really know. You're just playing this in and out, this patch up care, and you're never going to get into what I, what I guess we could call the clearing with the clear head again and that fogginess lifting up and where you feel like you're normal again. You got to know how to get to that point so you don't live with that um, visual haziness and that depersonalization, derealization, branches of anxiety and not know how to get out of it. Okay, you can do it. Just basically do what I'm telling you. Okay, that's the way to get it done. Exercise, huge. Um, some good cardio is good because you're giving that adrenaline a place to release. All that trapped adrenaline, man, it needs somewhere to go, right? So do something. Get on the bike, uh, exercise bike or the elliptical or go pump on your bike around the neighborhood. Get those endorphins cranking. The amount of medication that you can pump through your body when you get those endorphins going from exercise is worth billions of dollars. You could not even put that into a pill form. Impossible with what you can, what your body already has inside it. So use that. Use that so you can get to where you have the answers from what your body can do without you know, the other kinds of things where medication do the patch-up care and you never really cross over naturally. And you stay on these things for the rest of your life and it's not good. Because coming off this stuff and the withdrawals, and the, I've been through the withdrawals like on Xanax and things like that, it's wicked, wicked. You think you're dying. I didn't know what was going on with me when my prescription ran out one time. I was in California in a one-bedroom apartment by myself and uh, scared to death, the room was spinning, and I was basically going to call 911 on myself because I thought it was over. Dad, here I come. This is it. It was impending doom, big-time withdrawal, but I didn't know what it was. My doctor wasn't around. It was on a weekend. I had to go through this craziness, and I happened to get a hold of him before I, I called 911 on myself. I was so terrified. Um... And then he told me, it sounds like you're going through withdrawal. And I'm like, wow, that's exactly what's going on. At least I had somebody tell me what it was. Just like when I found out and I put a name to um, my condition after 15 years, I found that it had a name. Oh, depersonalization, derealization. Wow, gave it a name. He told me it was a withdrawal from the meds. Thank you. Now I know I'm not dying. But it sure feels like it. And I had to wean myself off of that with exercise and clean eating and all of like I just spoke about and chipped away and reduced the med little by little and got off of it. Never been on it since. We're 25 years plus down the road and I don't wish that on anybody either. Yes, you can get off. You just got to put your body in an environment where it can fix itself and have the strength and confidence that it will do it. Okay. That's my, one of my other stories about um, my uh, going through this depersonalization and anxiety. And I just wanted to bring that to, um, to the podcast because there's a lot of people dealing with it. And there's more stories coming. I'm doing this thousands of episodes I had to go through. Episodes meaning, um, you know, nervous breakdowns. 
and I would be counting the days. Oh, is this a seven-day one or a 14-day one? And I'd go to the gym, and I'd feel horrible, and waking up was difficult, and leaving the house was scary, and all that. Going into the office, I had to force yourself to do all this stuff. All at the same time, all these insecurities are wailing on you because people are looking at you. You think that they see something wrong, and you're looking at them through uh, a sheet of uh, saran wrap, and everything looks all weird and hazy. It's crazy, but the body is protecting itself, you know, and, you know, that's kind of the, what's going on there. So I hope that you uh, enjoyed this episode. I wanted to bring another uh, episode of uh, a little something with a little serious thing because I think it's important and I know how difficult it was for me and I want to be a shining light for somebody and say, don't worry. Just keep your body in the right place so it can fix itself, and we're going to get through it. Don't worry about how long. Just know that you need to get to the end so when it does fix itself, you're like, whoa, that's the formula for me. And if you can do it natural and do it like I just told you, you're going to be way stronger for it, okay? And you're not pushing it down with, with meds or patching it up and this and that. I get it. Crisis care you got to do it sometimes so you can function in your daily life. But at least do the other so you can just have work with your doctor and try to wean off of it while you come out the other side. I get it. Been there too. Okay? So, dan 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 Dean and Bodie Show. Dean Bodie Podcast. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Dean Bodie Show, YouTube channel. Have an awesome day, and uh, we're going to be talking to you tomorrow because remember, we do these daily, not weekly and monthly. Why? Because life is daily. What did he say? He said life is daily, Millie. Okay. Have an awesome day. Talk to you tomorrow. Take care.